morning. Welcome to the show. It's We Are Live. Chris Denman in St. Louis. Midcoast Studio, Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Check out midcoast.media for more information. Today we've got Make It Racist, Dogs on Film with Dr. Edmund Yako, of course, fair or foul. Lots to get to. Hello to Tommy Pebbles. He's the intern. What's going on? Tommy, Tommy? P. Mm. In New York, Travis Terrell on the stream. Good morning, Travis. Namaste, my young white brother. Mm. He's at Apartment in Brooklyn, New York, for those of you uh, watching. I'm glad Gardner upgraded me because after getting kicked out of that bodega, it was pretty embarrassing. I was going to say, you can't show your face there ever again. Uh, manning the stream, the great Chris Gardner. He's the producer. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, gentlemen in St. Louis. Good morning, my revolutionary brother in Brooklyn. And happy Juneteenth to you, good sir. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. Happy Juneteenth to you all as well. Down to our oppressors. Yes. And Why mainly not? Chris's ancestors. No disrespect, Chris. Mm, thank you. You're always accurate. I'm sure I have some too. I am. Yeah, that goes for you too, Tommy. My Sorry, your great great grandparents were assholes. Yeah. And uh, good morning to the walnuts. Mm, good morning. Happy to be here. Lots to get to today. Are it, you? What do we? Uh, you don't believe me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what state are we in, Chris? Missouri. That'll never happen again. I think in all 35 years. I don't know what just happened when I was saying welcome to St. Louis. He called there. it Majuri. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think my tongue was literally stuck to one no. of my teeth. He went, welcome to St. Louis, Majuri. Majuri? Yeah. Majuri. I had to Travis's aunt's name also. You're very good at noticing. That, well, oh, oh, boy. No uh, way. I'll wait for Travis to lean into the camera. And there we go. There we go. You have a very clear stream this morning, Travis. I, I, I'm sorry to be confused, but uh, looking like a pro over there. What's going on? I don't know. I um, Trump turned the internet back on. You know what, Chris? It's my friends at Tech Electronics. They set this whole thing up. Don't you if it wasn't for them, guys. we wouldn't be able to provide the type of programming that we're providing for our audience today. If you're looking for some uh, don't, some don't podcasts, speak to their services if you don't know. He, uh, he took uh, the they cord provide out of electronics. There are technical yeah. aspects. There are microphones. There are soundboards. Uh, there's lighting. There are tables. There are curtains. Tech Electronics can provide the studio that you're looking for for all your business and perhaps even personal needs. Make sure you reach out to Tech Electronics at tech slash electronics. It's techelectronics.com. Systems, services, tech cloud. They've even got careers on their website. You can check it out. They provide systems and services to help their customers work smarter, feel safer, and collaborate more effectively. That's Tech Electronics Technology Services Organization. Head organization headquartered right here in St. Louis, Missouri, with a network of nine offices across the Midwest. That's Tech Electronics. Thanks to them for making Midcoast Studio. Possible. I gotta, I gotta tell you something that just happened. And tra Travis, I don't know what to make of this, but I was gonna. Okay. You gave your read there, and I was gonna. I gave you a thumbs up. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I was getting ready to give you a, like, a, you know, you did okay, and I was okay. getting ready to give the okay sign, but then I was like, oh wait, that's like. Like, yeah, but it's not. I know. <laughs> no, well, it is now. It is. It most certainly. If you is. want it to be, you can be. Yeah, but, but like mean, you see, Proud Boys doing it now well, all over. So what are they? 
a bunch of dorks whose leader white nationalists who's lead, though whose leader they're not even a thing <laughs> they're exactly not even a thing they got smoked out like the no, b-words I mean, they, they were are. they were marching yesterday though in orlando oh, god so i mean <laughs> they're losers so screw them it's at least been co-opted in that way if you want it to be yes i guess which i is, got a, i literally have yeah. a photo of travis doing that sign right. in a in a picture that i was gonna place but i was just like oh, i don't even feel like you are you are right it's your intent what is your intent and sure. it's obvious what their right. intent is. So my intent was not that, but it's still what I'm saying is it crossed my mind that that was a, as I was doing it, I was like, ah! Take some shears to that head, boy. And I don't think that's fair. Mm. <laughs> well, that's. Yeah, it does. You live in your own prison, bro. co is something that we've had for years, but. Yeah. You know. You know, not but to I'm, blame anyone. Your people are good at that, man. You guys take something that's so all right, positive. I'm going to pull up the picture. We'll display it. We'll display hey, it all day it's tomorrow. It's Juneteenth. We, we have to wait at least wait a day. <laughs> we got to wait a day, Chris. All right. We played a game in high school where you would flash that sign below. Yeah, that's links. literally what it is. Yeah, and then you'd get punched if you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fell for it a lot. They punched the wheelchair <laughs> kid. Huh? Oh, my God. Jesus. mean. Yeah, he's like, I could have gotten that out of the chair. Explains why you robbed your grandmother. Yeah, could have gotten out of the chair sophomore year, but I just kept playing that game. <laughs> they, they battered you into it. So you played it. Yeah, one time somebody hit me in my face. Mm. So. Where? Like punch you? Right here. You want to get I even have, with oh, them? Oh, No, I'm okay. Okay. What happened to that person? One day you didn't get any ass, you little <laughs> punk. Oh, wow. Hey. This isn't going the way we'd. Oh, no. oh, it's Juneteenth. I can say that. So okay. Tommy's making a Fair. note. I'd be Sorry, careful. Guys. Yeah, don't forget he <laughs> controls the descriptions, Travis. <laughs> All, little do you know, he's been writing horrible things about you on iTunes <laughs> <laughs> for the past months. Oh, he had a look. Oh my God, he had a look in his eye there that it was like vengeance will be mine. Hmm. Will vengeance be yours, Tommy? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get Tommy, up you're the worst vengeance. villain ever. <laughs> well, vengeance be Ah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I got a plan. Maybe. I don't know if it's gonna work, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Uh, Maybe but, after lunch. Yeah. If are you guys going to a buffet today? I don't know. Hmm. You never know. It's, we'll see. You just it, inspiration hits you when that when that I'm occurs. excited for you. So Gardner, you're a white <laughs> nationalist. <sighs> almost. I almost was. Hmm. Uh, Are you guys excited? Make America Great launched again last night. The president of the United States yesterday in Orlando decided to kick off his presidential campaign for the year 2020. And um, I'll give you the cliff notes. Democrats bad. Trump has saved the world. Okay. So no need to even debate or have any further discussions. Let's hurry up and get to November next year. Actually, we probably don't even need a vote. They probably don't even need to vote. Yeah, I think the Russians will take care of that. (laughs) Well, we'll get into that and more. We've got fair or foul today. What's our topic today? Uh, Seems a little, uh, seems like somebody's going to feel attacked by the topic today. We've got $10 at the Southtown Pub for your prize. Here we go. I don't know this is attacking. It's just playing off someone's habits. Um, The fair or foul is inspired by... Thomas Victor Mosslander the third is that All correct? Right. Uh, TVM three. TVM three. Watching Netflix while driving a motor vehicle. Watching Netflix while driving a motor vehicle, which happens to be 
what Tommy does from time to time. Yes. Probably the most irresponsible thing any human being can probably do. Well. It's um, the equivalent, they say, of uh, being distracted by your cell phone is three times worse than a drunk driver. But Tommy, because he can't handle 15 minutes driving, listening to music or paying attention to the road, he has to take that time to catch up on the latest episode of Scrubs. Is that what you're watching? No. Scrubs isn't on Netflix. Oh. Mm. <laughs> What's it on? I don't know. Do you like Scrubs? I've never seen it. Really? Don't you disrespect Zach Braff, damn it. I just I haven't seen it. I know that. Uh, what are you watching oh, when man. you're on the road driving, Tommy? Good question. There are other people with their children and family on the highway I just trying to make it home people, after though. a long day at school or work. What are you watching on Netflix? <laughs> I know that makes me sound terrible, but I don't know. It's those honest, people. and I can appreciate that. Uh, lately, I've been reading audio, but not reading audio. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd do. Uh, there's Prince of read, Fair Foul. I would read an audiobook. I, I would read the description and then actually you and say that earnestly to someone like, I read the audiobook. <laughs> no, I'm I've been listening to audiobooks. Uh but if I I'm watching Netflix while I drive, I know a couple weeks ago I was watching Gravity Falls mm-hmm. community. Which those are technically Hulu. But I yeah. It's still you're watching something. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we get this going now from now on? I watch on? the H3 podcast sometimes while I drive. What's that one? It's uh, uh, it's just another, it's a YouTube, it's a live YouTube podcast. Okay. Yeah. Can we get this going from now on? We always like to make <coughs> fun of people that say, oh, the book is better than the movie, right? Can we get the audiobook is better than the movie going from now on? Mm-hmm. That's more of, a, of an up-to-date yeah. statement. Yeah. Listening to one read by Kelsey Grammer. What's it called? I think it's the Tommy Knockers. I think it's Kelsey Grammer. I'm not for sure, but it sounds a lot like Kelsey. It sounds a lot like Side. Wait, you don't know that it's him? It sounds a lot like Sideshow Bob. So I'm like, it's probably Kelsey Grammer. So did we guilt Tommy enough into stop watching Netflix on the road? I hope not. No. <laughs> I Like, if I, if I have a three-hour drive, I'm still going to watch my shows. Oh, absolutely. So you're going to turn your car into a missile? I, mm. I don't know the other people. It doesn't. Here's, like a, here's another question. It doesn't Tommy. affect me. I, I, I know that makes me sound awful. Here. Are you going to go to their funeral when you kill them? No, I because if be I kill them, I'll be in jail. Maybe go to the wake, or you're going to donate to a charity. How do you plan on living with yourself when you ended up ruining an entire family's generation because you had to catch the latest episode of Dead to Me? Uh, honestly. I'll probably be in jail if I kill somebody. So, like, okay. there is actually something to what Tommy says there when he uh, makes the statement. Well, I don't care. I don't know them. And I was trying to remember what it was because it's actually a, a theory of sorts. It's called Dunbar's number. So Dunbar's number is a suggested cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships. So it's basically saying that there's a limit to the number of people that you can relate to and, <laughs> you know, in, in a community or anything like that. And they put the number at 150. So like right. that you can, you know, empathize or have compassion with and that, that on, on a human level, 
in our minds that we can only do that with 150 people. That's what Dunbar's number is. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, when Tommy says that, significantly less I was trying to remember. I'm like, there's something that, that, that someone has theorized that you can only have feelings like that and understand people on, you know, in our brains on that level with 150 people. Sounds like Dunbar was a slave owner. Happy Juneteenth, Travis. Uh, we do have a comment. Um, I put up the, uh, the f- oh, no. <laughs> okay. So for those of you from my, from my caucus that are like, why do they keep saying June wrong? Uh, it's, it's Juneteenth celebration of freedom. Uh, Travis, you will uh, bring this up throughout the day. I've prepared uh, several uh, slam poetry readings to uh, exalt my energy and celebration throughout the show. Is that okay? May I? May I take the lead on the Juneteenth celebration? All right. Tread lightly. I'm going to remember this. I'm gonna There's remember no remember. This I'm celebrating. If you just, no, hold on. If you disrespect I'm celebrating. Juneteenth, oh, I cannot wait to July 4th. So please, yes, <laughs> go ahead. Disrespect <laughs> Juneteenth and watch me completely bash your entire race. Nobody's doing 4th. that. Go for it. I'm just go, wondering, go right ahead. I'm just wondering what prepared readings uh, you've got for us. So uh, Birch is, uh, Travis, how do you feel about this fair or foul? Already we have a fair or foul submission. Foul. I'm actually watching the show while going down I-55 right now. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, <laughs> it is not as interesting or engaging as anything on Netflix. <laughs> Burge owning yeah. us. And uh, so that makes him doing that fair because we're not interesting enough for him to look at the screen. Where was He'll that? just passively listen. Hmm? Where was that? He's going down I-55 currently. Did he email that or? He Facebooked it. He Facebooked So we. Which means he, he he's accidentally. watching and Facebooking. He's, so he's like. <laughs> so, we, so we would just like to say this uh, as uh, Travis Terrell's representative. Uh, Travis Terrell and Sesame Street Properties, HBO, Home Box Office Entertainment, all disavow any. Facebooking, driving, and uh, Facebooking, and, and, and the like. And might I add, no one ever yell at me for smoking a <laughs> cigarette while driving again, please. <laughs> do people do that? Uh, people use, oh, you'll get distracted while you're. I go, I go, I'm smoking. I'm changing radio stations. I'm, you yeah. know, whatever while I'm driving at times. You drive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you just scooted. No, he drives well, occasionally. Oh, okay. oh. got a little micro machine. Uh, from Tom. I'm pretty sure Tommy would be a serial killer if only he had any upper arm strength. I can do one pull-up. So take that, you. America. Can we video that? Yeah. It's, it doesn't look weird at all. Like it, it's, I just I know how to do what? it. Why did you say it like that? That was pretty I'm about to say, yeah, why did you say it like that? <laughs> because when Gardner goes, can I record you doing that? It's because he thinks it's going to look weird. Well, when I put it in slow motion and get some close-ups on your face. and Ja Rule. Yeah. I'll do it with a completely straight face. Where's your straight face? Did anyone in What's on your the pain sh- face? That's good. That's oh, good. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh yeah. my god. That's pretty good. Did anyone on this show ever get the uh, presidential uh, physical fitness award? No. Yeah. No, you didn't. I did. The like the one where you score high on all of them. Gardner used to be really in shape though. Mm. Yeah. He used to run track and, and stuff. And like I was lighter too. Yeah, the the little the little kids could do them all. So I could I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So like fifth exempt. Fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, <laughs> sixth grade around that time. Like I was light but, you know, very active. Mm. So it, it actually worked in my favor. And then this happened. 
and we're turning 40 here. When are you turning 40? August 6th. All right, big 4-0, get them hoes. Travis, uh, whether you're employed by... <laughs> that was just rude. Uh, Rhymed it, sounds good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and throw them bows. <laughs> Travis, whether you're uh, employed and head writer of Sesame Street or not, are you coming back for Gardner's 40th? Oh, yeah, if there's a huge shindig, uh, oh, Gardner, do you have a plan for, uh, are you going to have a celebration of sorts? Are you going to invite let me, all your media? Can, let me translate. Let me translate. Who's going to be there? Thank you. Hey, <laughs> what if he has a huge what? I, I heard shindig. it, Shindig. Shindig. Shindig? I heard it, too, Kevin. Shindig. Majuri and Shindig. shindig. <laughs> Shang, sh- sh- just, when, just when we canceled sentence of the week, this show happened. Yeah. I haven't messed up Sh- a single word. I don't know what uh, I wanted to. Wanted to look into renting out a movie theater for a showing of National Treasure. Oh, I like that party. I don't know if that's going to happen. My dad. What's your What's your ultimate movie theater where you watch National Treasure? Oh, Moolah. Moolah. Yeah, that would be fun. Do we do we have invite only, or do we let the public attend as well? I would because just let I'm letting a man, the public attend. Carte Blanche is my movement. Mm-hmm. It is freedom. That is what Carte Blanche is about, and I want to mingle with the people. Okay, Travis does not. The populi. He thinks the masses are dirty. Vox populi, vox day. Hmm. Wait, is that right? I don't know. I think it is. The voice of the people is the voice of God. Yes. Good for you. I'm br- I want the people. Um, but I think, I think I might be heading over to uh, the racetrack that day. Oh, you and your old I was going to say, I don't know yeah. what kind of party Gardner's going to be able to throw, being that alcohol can't be served. Well, also, it can be. People have parties without alcohol. I go to a bar every day. <laughs> and that's not an yeah. exaggeration. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I think, yeah. Sean's going to be there. There'll be alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do that. That would kill him if he didn't have a drink. <laughs> Put his body in shock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt my friends. I mean, do it. This is about everyone. Right. But a horse hooky sounds intriguing because my birthday is a Tuesday. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, and my dad used to take me over there when I was quite young. And I used to, he used to take me to the horse track. And he used to take me to bars when he was in horseshoe tournaments. And you'd oil him up for all of them. <laughs> so that's how I got my first taste of, you know, some gambling and some alcohol. That would uh, help me later in life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, how sweet. Well, good for you, Gardner. It's a true North County, St. Charles County, romantic, growing up, whatever story. It really is. Well, you said it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, words. We're doing well today, aren't Second we, boys? On your LinkedIn. Yeah, We're doing very well. Tommy's captured seven uh, things on his uh, whatever you call it. By You're the way, the Facebook. No, 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 no. I just uh, I'm talking about so far. You've only caught seven Pokemon. Come oh. on. I asked an egg walking, and I'm fine. Pep up, Tommy. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. if you're gonna if you're, you're, ca- if you're you gonna know? if you're gonna let your ego take over and talk ninety percent of the show daily, we're gonna sit here and let you. Rev back up. Yeah. Fill up the tank, man. Here's, here's I, just, I didn't wake up. Uh, no, I saw a video last night, and uh, Tommy tried a new beer. So I think maybe Tommy oh, tried other beers afterwards. No, I didn't. No? No, I don't. Oh. Uh, I don't. 
He tasted an IPA in a video so I saw. So I mentioned that I had never tried an IPA. Uh-huh. And so I tried one, and it immediately came back out of my mouth and onto my shirt. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought you tasted Excuse an IPA. Excuse me, what? This was, this was going to be a quick blip that, like, oh, Tommy tried an IPA. Now we have to talk about it for half an I hour. tasted IPA. I did not like it. It came back out of my mouth, and I got it on my shirt. Where were you? What is uh, wrong with you, man? I didn't like it. I was at Meredith Hopping's house. Okay. So, yeah. That's all. Mm. It was, it was, it, 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 it tasted like, it tasted like moldy LaCroix. <laughs> moldy water? Yeah. I do love that it's 2019, so a young man would think LaCroix first before an IPA, because having never had it, you're just going to give an honest assessment. And I assume you've put down some LaCroix in your day. I, I, I hate LaCroix. Really? I Not enough LaCroix. sugar in it for you. It's just water. So I like LaCroix tastes like cleaner and IPA tastes like LaCroix if it was moldy. Yeah. So it tastes like moldy cleaner. That's maybe it was just the one I had. I didn't like it. What's your favorite beer? I don't like beer. What's your favorite liquor? Tequila. Yeah, there's oh, the pep we were looking Christ. for. Yeah. He's a monster. Oh, boy. <laughs> Travis, do you have a sponsor today? <laughs> <laughs> As it, actually, we may have moved on to where, t- where Travis has an actual uh, adult oh. who's sponsoring him in his alcohol tribulation. So <laughs> be careful with what we're doing. You know what? Maybe you'll see Tommy drink tequila this Thursday night at Southtown Pub. Mm-hmm. Free comedy Thursday, doors at 8, shows at 9, a little later this week. Going to be a big crowd. Tommy. Meredith Hopping, Larry Green, Chris Sear, Free Comedy Thursday. I believe our friend Tom Brown's doing a guest spot, too. So come by, have some fun with us this Thursday, Southtown Pub. It'll get dark, you'll have some fun, and uh, we'll wrap it up with some karaoke afterwards at Southtown Pub this Thursday, Doors at 8, Show at 9. Moldy LaCroix is the French grunge band we deserve. That's from Black (laughs) Sheep. Travis, when you get back to town, can we do a, a tequila shot together? We sure can, my friend. Not that a problem. Nice. At 8.23 a.m.? Yeah, we'll do yeah. it on air. Yeah. We'll make sure to Please. do that. Uh, Gardner, you, uh, I, I saw a little note, and uh, how are you recovering from your scooter crash? Oh, you went uh, ass over handlebars for that. Are you considering any litigation, and then what is their video? You know, I wasn't. Um, I'm unaware if there's video as of yet. I'm going to look into it since it was by a parking garage in a busy area over in the Cortex. When you make that call, do you try and level with them like, hey, I think this will be really funny. I want to see it. Or do you say this could could potentially be a pressing legal matter and I need this? Do you go do you go formal with it? I'm going to talk to my friend British Bob first. British Bob. And he um, can't keep up with it. He's in the parking garage business. So I'm going to ask him, you know, what steps I should take and kind of explain to him that I want to get my hands on it. And see if he could advise me first. So I'm kind of, expl- uh, you know, forming a exploratory committee, sure. if you will. As uh, you do. Number one. Um, I wasn't considering litigation, but I'm actually feeling a little more sore than I thought I was. And oh maybe boy. I've hurt myself, you know, a little more than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. And who oh knows boy. mentally oh, my neck. what I'm going through at times. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah. you don't want to walk into that labyrinth. We might be able to turn... You know, like old problems and issues already in place and uh, into something. I don't know. That's uh, why you texted me last hey, night. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't. He's giving away uh, legal secrets now. Okay. Yes. 
Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't publicize that though. I got okay. a got a pl- plan in mind here, Tommy. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so you're not going to use any investigators hired by Kim Gardner, are you? Oh boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be in my best interest. Boy, that's looking more and more fun by the day. My goodness. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it's nothing. It's not. None of that's gonna end well. I'm yeah. missing something here. Yeah. Well, we don't. We'll have talk it. about it later. Yeah, we'll we'll explain later. It it all ties back to one story, one story of the year mm-hmm. that uh, oh. is having fallout still all over the place. But uh, but uh. Now that I'm feeling the way I am, I at least have to probably sit down with my dream team. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, here we go. And at least discuss if it's something I should move forward with. You know, what kind of paint is the city using on crosswalks to make them slippery? Uh, who's it's adjusting the brakes on the lime scooters? There are questions. They're like, those are private companies? We don't know. That ne- Well, yeah, I mean, that's why there could be multiple lawsuits uh, wow. in play here. Okay. Um. Who was the person that went, oh, and didn't help me up? I'd like to find <laughs> you as well. Wait, there was someone you overheard you someone didn't say, tell us that. I heard I two. Moving. I heard two people go, oh, when I hit, when the scooter hit and I hit. Did you pop right back up, though? I, it wasn't like a roll and pop, like a, like a, like a pop slide a in baseball. Slam and pop. It was a roll, laid for a second, and up pretty quick. Seven minutes of, uh, of, of. You know what? I don't understand why this went through my head when I went over the handlebars. I don't understand this because this is an uh, this is a dangerous situation here, where I'm going over the handlebars. The first, and I still remember this. Travis, this thought goes through my head. The, <gasps> thought, the thought in my head, as I'm, I can, I can still remember my waist being right around the handlebars at the time. Was, oh, this is embarrassing. Mm. Like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. As this is happening, it's not like. Oh shit! No, it's oh, this is embarrassing, hmm. or this is gonna be embarrassing. Right. That's what I'm thinking at the. I don't you understand. Lose control. It's an ego thing. Is it? Yeah. This is uh, trying to so analyze me this here. This is Daria uh, Tommy. Okay. Breaking Let's you down. So the there, there's time to off. Get over here, please. You mm-hmm. know, there's people around. Yeah. So your first thought isn't I need to protect myself. It's oh no, these people are gonna see me. I'm what does that judge. say about me? Yours. You're a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I am too. Don't feel bad. Oh no. I'm a narcissist. Oh, no. Maybe. I don't know. How does that well, that's mean? a terrible analysis. You can't just throw out maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Travis. Not and therapist. also, just because he should not not feel bad because you're also a narcissist. If you're both narcissists, you both can be assholes and be terrible people. Are you like a Tommy narcissist? said it as if, oh, I'm a narcissist. Don't worry. You're not a bad person because... <laughs> No, I would be horrified. If you both are narcissists, that doesn't cancel each other out. You're both narcissists and you're both assholes. Oh, wow. Travis, are you yeah. a narcissist? No, not crazy. at all. If, if anything, I've showcased over the last month and a half since I've been in New York how humble and oh my god respectful I am to my colleagues and my Can you peers. Mute him? So no, no, you didn't. Can you mute him? I know. <laughs> is he not? Is he not mute? Uh, uh-oh. Right, guys. Hey, <laughs> for all these issues. We're uh, all trying. We're all trying. And for Travis. those of us trying to better ourselves, St. Louis Counseling Services does provide yeah. counseling. We have to stop being very uh, honest and then flowing into these because they actually do help people. I thought I don't think that if you work for We Are Live or Midcoast, you should be allowed to go to the St. Louis Counseling because they're so great. We don't want to uh, clog up the system. St. Louis Counseling Services, improving lives since 1955. Check out the website, St. Louis Counseling, 
online. That's right. Check out the podcast as well, Mental Health Matters with Tom Duff, where he speaks to guests each and every week, helps break down the stigma of mental health issues in America, everybody. St. Louis Counseling Services, here for you and yours. Check them out online. You can donate, help out, and uh, if your business needs uh, counseling services for its employees, be sure to use St. Louis Counseling because they support us. Hey, guys, I wanted to bring up a story that I saw yesterday, and um, it involves someone that you have interviewed before. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, Friend of the show. I guess in a way. I don't I don't think you were doing your own show at the time when you interviewed Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. We were doing it on the morning Frank show. No, it was the morning, the morning after, after we were with Doug Vaughn. Okay. Because that okay. made it even better. So uh, you were interviewing Lenny Dykstra. And one more time, Chris, your awkward interaction with him went how? Uh, you went the whole thing? Or just the No, don't give him the whole thing. Version. Give me the uh, cliff notes. I'll do the whole thing. <laughs> so, so we show up at uh, 6.58 a.m. No, so Dykstra's on the phone. He's clearly hungover or something. We have a whatever, semi-coherent conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decide I'm going to be Mr. Peculiar and pull some really great audio uh, from the Lenny Dykstra interview. I remembered being a kid, and they were obsessed with Lenny Dykstra on Boy Meets World, yeah. the ABC TV show. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I thought... Certainly, he would know about this. It's a very popular show, so I brought it up and I said, "Hey, what was the deal with uh, with that?" And he just kind of goes like, uh, 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 "Sound like Rocky." Yeah, it was bad after he'd been uh, kicked in the mouth. Um, and then uh, I just transitioned as uh, make the noise. Uh, I look at Doug Vaughn. I look at Travis. The book. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I transitioned back. Yeah, because he wrote a book and. We just wrapped it. So, well, yeah, great moments in radio history. He's in the news again. Okay. Should what be Lenny positive. Do? There you go. This There's doesn't Lenny. look good. Mm. So you see there, you see Lenny there. Yeah, what else it's do like you a see back it? of a storefront. What's yeah. this AT&T store? Three dumpsters? Okay, okay, van. there you go. That's what we're looking for. Lenny Dykstra and dumpsters. Mm. Lenny Dykstra and dumpsters. Oh, I think I know what this is. This is a headline at NJ.com. Ex-MLB star Lenny Dykstra spent nine hours dumpster diving outside of Jersey Mike's. <clears throat> That's the headline. Now, here's, here's the details. This is from, once again, NJ.com, New Jersey Advanced Media. Okay. In the long list of bizarre Lenny Dykstra stories, Spending nine hours dumpster diving outside a Jersey Mike sub shop may not even rank in the top ten. But that's what happened over the weekend. And, of course, the former Phillies and Mets star chronicled his latest misadventure on Twitter after a trip for a sub in Linden turned into a denture debacle. Oh, no. The bread is so hard on those subs, Dykstra told NJ Advanced Media on Tuesday. I took my teeth out and put them in a napkin, folded it up, and forgot them there. Dykstra left the restaurant, which is about two miles from his home, and later realized he'd forgotten his teeth in the napkin. When I Jesus. went back, the workers said they threw all the napkins in the garbage, Dykstra said. I told him, there was no effing way I was leaving without my effing teeth. Mm. The dentures are specially made with bone marrow and valued at $80,000, he oh. said. 
Do you believe that? Do you think he's got the, them good teeth? It seems that way. I actually At $80,000, you should be able to chew through a fr this table. Like, it, Why does he have to take him out to eat a sandwich? It looked like That's a good point. That's reading, a very good point. In reading up on some backstory a little bit, it looked like a friend of his had arranged for a dentist who's a big baseball fan uh, to have these made for him for like free or something got like it. that. So it was just basically the celebrity was allowing him to get some swag here. But still, to Chris's dentures. point, at $80,000, you would yeah. think those bad boys can eat no. bread. Yeah, that's fair. If I get $80,000 teeth, I want them to play Drake on on demand. Like, what's going on? Yeah. We, we, we need I, better better teeth. So, so here we go. Here's here's the good uh, part Oh, you have, a, you have an opinion? I do have an opinion. Okay. I can wait. Oh, no. Well, you made ahead. a noise. Okay. Let's hear it. So the bread is hard. And so you're like, oh, I guess I should take out my teeth. And you go to eat the sandwich. But do you guys remember when you like lost a tooth when you were little uh -huh. and like you touched it, like you touched your gum and it felt weird yeah. and not yeah. great? So that's just him eating. A, that's that whole feeling while eating a sandwich. I do know yeah. people who who have false teeth like in their like basically it's a mouth guard that your tooth pops up in that they definitely left them behind all the time. Like they, it's very easy to forget. I've thrown away part. a number of retainers mm. yeah. in, back also, in my day. Mm. Also... He went back to the restaurant, and he went to go talk to these people, but he didn't have any <laughs> teeth. <laughs> and the man, and this is based solely off of personal experience with the man, guessing he was under the influence of some kind of a substance. I mean, 6 a.m. phone call with, uh, he was on the West Coast, and we were talking to him around 8 a.m., and he was mm, either up from the night before or dealing with the night before mm. i have There's a feeling no way i'm leaving here yeah. without my teeth maybe mm. the workers couldn't help him because they just didn't know what he was looking right. for or what he was saying yeah. gentures yeah mm. so it continues this is where i like it for the next nine hours dykstra said he and a friend <laughs> a tag team wrestler who oh, goes no. by sprinkles the clown dug through the dumpster <laughs> by Jersey Mike. Damn it, Gardner. Shortly after 11 p.m., the friend took to Twitter to ask for help. You want to oh, come no. help me and Liddy Dykstra look for his dentures tonight? Oh. Or does anyone? This is a serious question. Dykstra said he found his teeth early Sunday Father's Day. I was there for nine hours. I thought the cops were going to arrest me for trespassing. Dykstra said I wasn't leaving my teeth there in the dumpster. No way I was leaving them? them. So finally, Lenny Dykstra and his buddy, a tag team wrestler by the name of Sprinkles the Clown, finally found his dentures. Any, do any of you know what Sprinkles the Clown looks like? No, I don't. Well, I just Googled it. And? Associate producer Tommy Mosslander III... Yeah, he looks like he would tell you to pull your car around the front, and we'll get that oil changed in the next uh, two mm. to three hours. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. He looks like he'd be the one gathering the juggalos. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we can oh. probably put together an all-star team of people who were superheroes or just icons in the early 90s, mid-90s, and now are just <coughs> living... A hellacious life. Lenny Dykstra has to be like the captain of that all-star team. Yeah. Because that man was revered in the 90s, late 80s, as one of the hardest working professional athletes on the planet. And now the guy is at a back of a Jersey Mike's garbage can looking for his $80,000 dentures. 
And as the story points out, probably not the top 10 weirdest Lenny Dykstra story. Yeah, that's the thing with like, him. Is that, that guy's gone through it, man. It's story after story. It's not like one instance. Like, th- those are the yeah. ones, like, we, we, the guys you're talking about, Travis, are the ones that I, I think of are the ones are, it's not just, oh, this one thing happened. It's really weird, and it's, yeah, right. what the hell were you doing or thinking? But it's the ones where there's story after story after story. That Didn't he run a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme? Oh, yeah, he was sort. a fraud. He was, was, yeah, yeah, he was a fraud with money. Because remember at one point everyone thought he was like a, a financial genius. Of, oh, so, yeah, yeah, it was a moment yeah. where people were like, oh, my God, Lenny Dykstra yeah. seems like a financial guru now. Yeah. And then you discover, oh, oh, no. You He's were, like a Madoff off or something. millions of dollars from a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super. At the end of the day, it's like um, – Sadly enough, you're just kind of waiting on them to die. But it's just living a tortured existence. It's ugh, it's bad news. Yeah. Well, I think we can probably point to drug abuse. I think we can point to one particular drug, especially in the 80s, early 90s, that dominated this country. And that, of course, was cocaine. I don't know if you gentlemen saw this story, though, yesterday. It's cocaine and the amount of $1 billion seized on the port of Philadelphia. Uh they're calling it one of the biggest drug busts, uh, perhaps, in the history of North America. They're estimating between 760 to $1 billion worth of cocaine discovered in containers off the port of Philadelphia. Which raises the question, how much got through if it's a billion dollars they were able to right. capture? They're like, oh, what's a million of cocaine in my uh, back pocket? Yeah, <laughs> What's that? Because uh, you know that, look, if you, if, look, and let's be honest, and I'm not saying that the people who discovered the cocaine did not turn in 100% of the cocaine, but $1 billion worth of cocaine is a lot of cocaine. Yeah, for people that are... you gentlemen who are are on the scene, you're the first on the scene, (laughs) and let's be honest, Chris Denman, Tommy Mosland, Chris Gardner, are you taking something for the road? I'm at least thinking about it. I to have, sell it? I have friends that yes. buy it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I mean, could it's probably... in a shipping container, so no one's going to, I mean, no one's going to know what you took, really. Yeah, I, I, that's not even a question. You'd do it, right? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Worst yeah. criminals least... ever. Like, don't you, like, they're, like, didn't you, if I'm on that ship and I'm, like, one of the henchmen, I'm literally, like, did anybody see Batman? Like, did anyone see The Departed? Like, the, you're, you're going to get busted every time. Every single time. Yeah, I would, that's a billion dollars? Yeah. Like, no one's going to know you took $10 million worth of cocaine. Well, I, maybe I wouldn't go that I'd, high. I'd take, like, I'd take a packet. <laughs> How much is a packet worth? Know. If in, I could get a street term, if I could get a million, I'd be cool with that. So and then like, go from there. You see them in like movies and stuff. They're bundled up in the plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. I take one of those, hmm. and then I weigh it out and I Google how much is cocaine. Is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very millennial. That's a 2019. How did you learn to sell cocaine? YouTube tutorial. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's called supply and demand. I just uh, I'd Google it up, and then I weigh it out and i'd be like hey everybody i got your and then i'd just send text <laughs> I'd, I'd find out the would most, you want to send text though i'd find I mean, the most wanna... recent slang so hey you want any uh uh cocoa puffs right 
you guys want to go cuckoo for Cocoa Pops? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. How much? And I'd be like, yeah, whatever you two told me. Yeah. And then, boom, I'm, I'm rolling in it. Black sheep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure how many ports there are just in America, but and this Probably was two. a. <laughs> but I, I would imagine that. Um, so this was on a random Monday, I believe they discovered this amount of cocaine. That's Three. one billion dollars just going through the port of Philadelphia. Three hundred sixty commercial New York. ports. 60 commercial ports. 300, so, 360 commercial ports that serve the United States, according to the U.S. Coast Guard. So we're, we're, under the, let's, I mean, we're under the assumption that obviously cocaine is coming through the border every day. And on that particular day, at the port of Philadelphia, there was close to $1 billion worth of cocaine. I as thought, Chris just illustrated, there are over 60 ports in America, just America alone. We're not talking North America. We're talking about the United States of America. So we can... We can easily guess that just coming through America, there's roughly almost sixty billion dollars potentially worth of cocaine that come through this country. It's a at least good a market. <laughs> we need to get out of black. Like, that is that is pretty scary. You turn into Johnny Depp from Blow. Yeah, probably so. That makes sense. That's, well, a, that's a lot of blow. Uh, I don't know if I believe this story though. What? what, what because I've been I've been led to believe that. This only comes through the southern border, and this is at mm. a port in Philadelphia. So yeah, we can't. Sorry, Tommy. That. Yeah, Black Sheep says Tommy would ask for eight balls worth. <laughs> eight <laughs> balls, please. Yeah, I had to. I had to go with that. Uh, well, Travis, hopefully some makes it up your way to New York. We uh, we pray for you. Okay? What would you would you guys give? What would you do? Would you give it to charity? I mean, not give it to charity. <laughs> the cocaine money to charity. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that came out wrong. Uh, what would, would you what would you do with your money that you got from your cocaine deals, Chris? And mind the way, the FBI is listening. Oh boy. Um, well, first I would donate to law enforcement. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And then I would donate to canine law enforcement. Oh, oh! <laughs> so wow. Got the dog lover and yeah. the police lovers. I love nice. it. Yeah, got that. Um, and then um, I'd make my way to, uh, gosh, where's uh, where's somewhere where I can never see anyone ever again? Finland. Okay, I'll be in Finland. <laughs> Do they have Finlandia in Finland? Mm. Vodka. I don't think so. Probably oh. called something else there. Right. Probably called vodka there. Americalandia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they switch it Americana. up. Americana. Like, yeah. What's yeah. Americana? Perfect. Yeah, I would just uh, isolate myself, never speak to anyone again. Now, Are you doing that first scene from Wolf of Wall Street at least once? How'd that scene go? I, I believe they were, um, huh? Oh, man. Travis, for that to work, you'd have to get a girl to agree to it. Oh. And I don't think Chris can get a girl, so. Oh, good assessment, Tommy. That's fair. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> if I had the money, I would uh-huh. move away. I would just, I'd go... I'd, I'd, I'd go to either New York or Britain. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I could have told you that's what you were going to do. Sorry, go ahead. What, what else would you do? I either move to New York or Britain. And either way, hey. I'd, I'd... What? Can you at least pay your grandmother back? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No. Uh, Can you at least buy her a house full of China? She's got a fine house. I'd either, I'd either move to New York or Britain, and then I'd... Hopefully Britain. That way I could get like a loft, and then I, I could. Start. You know they have lofts. You ain't gotta go to Britain for lofts, bro. 
you yeah, go to Festus and get a loft. They're probably more expensive. <laughs> Britain lofts, they're only like six pounds, you know. Okay, and that's oh, not how currency I mean, works. Your drink so. sucks. You don't even know how to measure Coke, and now you're talking about pounds. Yeah, uh-huh. so eight pounds of Coke. Uh, and so I'd, uh, I'd, uh, I'd get a loft, and then I'd start painting and doing. I'd live my life like Macaulay Culkin. Live my life. <laughs> So for those of you who, who don't Culkin listen to WTF every two seconds, Macaulay Culkin essentially has spent the last 20 years hanging out in Paris and just fucking and drinking wine. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah. that's the, uh, the life that Tommy just described. Huh? He's like, so what have you been doing? He's like, I check out art, uh, he- watch people play music. Uh, Make lady friends. It's fun. Yeah, Macaulay was like, I got clean and then I just moved. I just left everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't I got my hair cut. I mean, think about it. He spent a vast majority of his childhood in film and television, and and a part of one of the most iconic pop culture films of all time. So, if I had worked as probably as much as he did at the age in which he did, I would have been burned out. And if you're able to survive addiction in Hollywood. And you come out on the other side, and you get good people around you, and you become clean. I think you certainly deserve to live in Paris, paint, people watch, and just drink wine. I mean, the, it's what these child actors go through at such a young age. I don't think a, it, that's it's 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 so abnormal to me. Um, it's it's amazing to see the kids who make it through that, but it's it's beyond abnormal for hmm. a, a child to have to go through that, especially. In the what early '90s for McCulkin, uh, when mm-hmm. when stars were stars for sure. That right. movie was a big deal. Uh, more importantly, Tommy thinks he's Macaulay Culkin. Oh well, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that hard. <laughs> uh, my when he was touring with Pizza Underground, which is his Velvet Underground cover band, uh, they of came course. to they came to St. Louis. Did you see them? No, I lived in Kansas City at the time, uh, and uh, I saw a photo of him, and it was out it of was a. It was rough. It, it would be in the Missouri don't do um, heroin campaign. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, post Mila Kunis too. I think it was post Mila Kunis breakup. Too. He he went to a club uh, just a few blocks from here. Oh, uh, would your father have had anything to do with said club? He would have, uh, and he was there that night, and he met him, and he said he smelled funny. So <laughs> your that's dad's, my Culkin Your dad story. has been a part of how many? He's How many rock shows? And so for you, many. if someone sets off his nostrils, we're going to have Dr. Ed in here in the next hour. Yeah, if a dog it, makes like Dr. Ed, if a, Dr. Ed smells something funky, like that guy's seen eight jillion dogs and every bad thing on the planet. Your dad has seen eight jillion, been a part of eight jillion rock shows, smelly kids, teenagers, all that yeah. stuff. If somebody sets off his nostrils, that's a problem. It gets better. Uh, they were in the club. Uh, and uh, he, Macaulay was wearing sunglasses the entire time, and he just drank and drank and drank. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, without sunglasses. But now he wore sunglasses. sunglasses I'm not a sunglass person. I don't like sunglasses. Really? I don't like them at all. It makes me uncomfortable. I used to. It was always a struggle playing in little league baseball whether or not I should wear them or not because I, I had it. It caused an issue with me judging the depth of a ball, and I and this I like before or after you won the presidential fitness award. Uh, this would have been before and after probably. Like you won the real thing, huh? Well, I mean, I got it a certificate and all this. Will kind you of bring stuff. it in? My mom might still have it, actually. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, 
But I always hated wearing sunglasses because I couldn't see the spin of a ball right mm. away, and I liked seeing the spin. Mm. And so ever since then, I've just I've just not liked sunglasses. That's too bad. Hmm. But Macaulay yeah, Culkin, um, I know. So I don't I don't know what is his relationship now with his parents because I remember, of course, back in the day, his parents were kind of financially attempting to rip him off, and you know they had a bad divorce. I know he had a terrible relationship with his father and. If you listen to that um, WTF episode, he seems like he's doing all right. All right. Family his brother, of course, cool. if you haven't seen his brother on he's Succession, I absolutely actor. recommend that. His brother is phenomenal on that show, and that's a great show if you haven't checked it out. But yeah, I think yeah, I think the last I, was, I haven't heard the Marin interview, but I did see some interview he did with I think uh, Entertainment Tonight uh, less than a year ago, and he he talked about his addiction and he talked about what he's doing now. I didn't realize he was in Paris. Uh, mm-hmm. Just basically, you know, doing art and drinking wine, which sounds amazing right now. But yeah, how the French like, people live on their own. Lot, man, those kids went through a lot at, yeah. in the '90s. I can't. That's why he articulated I, he had he he didn't get into it, and he stayed. He basically was just like, well, yeah, that was what was nice about hanging out with Michael Jackson, because they were two mm-hmm. of the only people who'd ever gone through the same thing. He didn't intimate there was anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is exactly what you'd think. But uh, right. he basically just said, he was like, that's the most, one of the most unique experiences on the planet that you can be the biggest star on the planet yeah. under the age of 10, right? Like that's, uh, there's very few people who can say that about themselves. Uh, real quick, want to tell you about Buzz's Wine Grill. We love them. They are a food truck, family owned, right here in St. Louis, Missouri. I credit them with uh, the starting of my IMDb page. Uh, you can catch me on Food Network for Food Truck Nation, um, featured uh, alongside Buzz and his family. For Buzz's Hawaiian Grill, check them out. They're all over town. I believe they are in Midtown today, but be sure to check the Facebook page to confirm that. Go get your Masubi on, get your Poke on. Buzz and Buzz's Hawaiian Grill, they're here to serve you lunch around the St. Louis area each and every day. Again, we got dogs on film next hour. Lots of fun so far this hour. Travis, real quick. Any updates on uh, just your 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 career? You write. Have you ridden Big Bird around the Sesame Street studios? What do we have? Snuffleupagus. He uh, he pick you up. What's going on? Uh, no, this is uh, we're down through the stretch run of the fellowship, and so uh, everyone's finishing up their first draft of their script. We had to submit our pilot script last week, and it was reviewed by. Uh, one of the writers, actually, Tommy from Gravity Falls, oh, uh, really? he gave a critique of all of our first drafts, and we take that feedback, and now we have until July 1st to complete our final draft. Uh, and what was explained to me, normally writers never get uh, at least two weeks to complete their second draft, but the objective, of course, is to prepare your best draft for final selection. This draft will be the one that will be reviewed and potentially uh, continued in the development process. So I'll be spending the next two weeks uh, with some tweaks. I may even send a few emails to a friend uh, like Tommy Moslander. Maybe we can yeah, uh, punch up it. some jokes, punch up some jokes for this uh, script that I'm putting together. Um, but the goal me? is uh, the goal is to try to at least uh, make it good enough for it to be read in the public. So that's what I'm presently working on and. The cool thing about this fellowship, it um, it basically 
in, it, in, it, it illustrates how important it is to collaborate. Um, the objective is to learn how to work inside of a writer's room. So you're going to work with people with different personalities, different ideas, different backgrounds. But you, at the end of the day, you want to try to develop the best story. And that's what we've been doing. And that's kind of the cool thing. A lot of these people, obviously, all these people I didn't know before this fellowship started. Um, but now since we've all gone through it, uh, we're all helping each other with our work. So it makes you a better collaborator, a better artist, a better creative when you're actually having to do something that you didn't create or help people on a project that you didn't establish. So that's uh, that's basically the gist of it over the next few weeks. I'm pretty excited. Uh, met some really amazing people, some amazing writers. I will say this one thing, uh, and then we can jump into uh, let's uh, make it races. But there is no excuse uh, that any that there there should be at least three people of color in every writer's room in the world. Um, there are some incredibly, insanely talented people of color who are screenwriters, playwrights. And it's it's now more frustrating for me when I see photos of writer's rooms that are predominantly white, because that's a choice you made. Uh, because there are very talented people, black, Asian, Hispanic, who are just putting together some outstanding material that aren't given the opportunity to work into those writer's rooms. So I'm now gonna start giving side eyes to certain shows that I enjoy that they don't have people of color in their writer's room because there's no excuse for that. There's just so many talented people just in this city alone who are, are African-American, Asian-American, who are putting together some really amazing material that I think if you guys read, you would be blown away and you'd be almost upset that it's not on television. Um, so it's, it's really given me a good inside look into the industry and, and now I understand there should be no excuse for you not having multiple people of color inside your writer's room. Great time for Make It Racist. Mm -hmm. oh, we'll yeah. do that. Uh, it's a game where Travis can't possibly make topics racist. We'll do that and then take a break and then uh, come back on the other side with Dr. Ed. Gardner, how do we play this? How's it go? Do you have an open? We are live, live, oh. live. That's a wrong <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the answer Somebody's is yes. Somebody's had a bit of this. Uh -huh. God save us all if he has. Oh, well, it'd be a lot different than that. <laughs> <laughs> wrong button. Oh, boy. Uh, the answer is yes, I do have it open. Ah, yes. I thought I was going to answer your question <laughs> with, you know, the open itself. Let's try that again. I'm addressing the white elephant in the room. I'm breaking down the barriers of race by assimilation. I wouldn't mind to have black neighbors. That is racist as hell. It's raining little white women. My prayers have been answered. Black women have the nicest asses. If that ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. You do not have to say African American. Just say black. Oh, well, in that case, you don't know word I missed. Colored. Oh. Oh. Enjoy in the show. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to thank the bill. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I'm racist as hell. <laughs> it's deserved. Make it racist. You can give us your submissions in the comments. Tommy, you know how the game's played? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Is that a shot glass? That didn't sound right. Uh, we, we throw out topics, and uh, boy, is this comfortable. It's uh, Juneteenth, and Travis just did a very uh, somber three minutes on uh, people of color and writing rooms, so I feel very comfortable currently. Travis, uh, Gardner recently had a wreck on a lime scooter. No way you're making lime scooters racist. What do you got? Well, I don't know if you guys knew this, but in the South, my people had to pick a lot of lines.
Mm. So, so because uh, limes, Leroy Lime, (laughs) Chris, show some respect. (laughs) But limes, uh, basically, the reason why uh, black people, you know, black women especially, have long nails because the limes would get inside our fingertips. Oh no! And it would make it very hard for us to eat our tacos. Um, oh. And so that's why black women have long nails now to make it easier to eat our tacos because we had a history of picking limes. Okay. Lime Scooter, of course, knew that. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it must have been the ghost of slaves that haunted Gardner that oh. forced him to have his accident. Lime Scooters, you're racist as hell. That is racist as hell! Maybe the biggest. By the way, you know what gets buried with, um, with a lime? Jose Cuervo. Oh. Uh, when you're looking to start your morning, no. the Mexican way. Mm-mm. Jose hey. Cuervo, get some this morning. Okay. I, I have one. Okay. Please. Jose Cuervo. Nice. Uh-huh. I'm glad you brought that up, Tommy. <laughs> uh, actually, the original creator of tequila was Joey Cuvo, mm. and he was a brother from Brooklyn. Uh, he used to have his own tequila plants uh, he would grow uh, in the neighborhood it. and he would share it with uh, the children. The children mm. would eat the tequila plant. No. Um, that led to multiple lawsuits, unfortunately, because the children were getting sick. The United States government came in, took Kuvo's plants, sold it to Mexico in exchange for Texas, they ultimately turned it into Jose Cuervo appropriation. Jose Cuervo, thus racist as hell. That is racist as hell. Tequila uh, plant. Tequila plant. Mm-hmm. Ah. Sorry, you guys don't know anything about plants. No, no, no. That wasn't a question. It was a suggestion. Oh. Do that one. Oh. Tequila plants. Yes. That'd be the same thing. Uh, we have a, a listener, or I mean, at least a commenter, if he's not listening, driving up the uh, the 805, coming out of San Diego, listening and watching the show right now, uh-huh. and he was agreeing with Bert that we're not as uh, entertaining as anything on Netflix. <laughs> just one more person who's got their stuff pulled up and driving. Facebooking, driving, and and they're in San Diego. Well, I can make it more interesting if you want. Uh, oh no, uh, you got characters. We're, not, we're good. Uh, hey, we're I, got, good. I got one for Travis. What do you got, Travis? Cocaine. Mmm. 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 Good. Let's think about it. It's incredibly pure, white, mm. and has destroyed the lives of hundreds of black musicians. <laughs> Cocaine. Huh? You racist as hell. That is racist as hell! It's very specific. <laughs> really, really specific. But it gave us the blues. Oh, oh. I mean, it, it. I mean, cocaine literally brought down Motown. Mm. <laughs> it's like destroyed it. All that and poor contractual agreements, but yeah. No, that was the three sixty deals probably didn't help either. Yeah. <laughs> you got one more. Pokemon. Ooh. What? Pokemon. <laughs> Did you know we used to play Pokemon in the hood? We would go around with these little... You didn't play Pokemon take... in the hood. No, but this was different. And this is how I know the Japanese appropriated this. Uh, we would take, uh, you know, large fishnets and we would go around the hood collecting rats. 
uh, those were our Pokemon. And so we were like, and then we once we collected the rats, we would then go to our nearest alley, and then we would challenge other rats from other neighborhoods, and we would have rat fights. Uh, And then so we would pull out our best rats we would have collected throughout the neighborhood. And so we'd be like, I choose you, rat from King's Highway. Mm -hmm. And then I choose you, rat from Natural Bridge. Mm -hmm. And we would fight them in the alley. And that's how you would become a rat master. Uh, That, of course, was then appropriated uh, by, I believe, one of my Asian friends I grew up with who never came back to the States. And then I look up 20 years later and I hear this Pokemon. I'm like, oh, man, that's just like what we used to do growing up. So Uh Pokemon, you racist as hell. That is racist as hell! I can't stand any more of this. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That's right, gotta catch them all. That's what we came up with that. Gotta catch them all. We came up with that. Because we had to catch all the rats in the neighborhood. Travis, you've done it again. You've shown, you've put the mirror up to our face and Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing but logic in your statements. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Travis is Before in Before we take a quick Brooklyn. break, Chris, because I know we have a very important guest next hour, and I'm not sure I'm going to get a chance to say this, uh, but if you do have uh, black friends, which I imagine at least Tommy has one, um, yeah, if you, you guys can yeah, go to their cash friends. apps today, oh, go boy. to your black friends' cash apps today and drop $25. Oh. Okay? It is Juneteenth, and for years, uh, the states in this country did not recognize the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, in fact, there were states for years who did not inform black slaves that they were actually free. So to make up for that, I suggest that you find your black friends and donate at least $25 to their cash app today and show them that you appreciate them and their ancestors because none of you would be here. None of you would be able to do what you're currently doing if it wasn't for my ancestors. Okay, so $25. And since I know all three of you guys, all three of you can just send me twenty five, and I'll be what good. What if I? What oh, if okay. I don't? Travis, shoot me your cash app on break, okay? Yeah, I'm being gotcha. that serious. Oh, you're an idiot, Tom. Okay. I'm being hundred percent serious. Oh, you're an idiot. So if I don't, is that is racist as hell? Hmm? Yes. Okay. And Gardner, I'll be honest with you. I don't think you need that right now. You need all the public support behind you on this lawsuit. Oh. So I think it would be wise <clears throat> if fair. you at least get some black, because we will come out and march with you. We will be the ones on the front line with you, but it's important that you make sure you pay what you owe. <laughs> Sound, logic, and advice from Travis Sorrell in Brooklyn, New York. We'll take a quick break. Be back on the other side to play some dogs on film with Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital. <laughs> 